Hey, it's Dan here. If you want to hear this episode of the Backchat Podcast without ads and get extra content that no one else gets, head to backchatstudios.com.au where you can sign up as a patron and access all of our bloody good merch. Welcome to the Shelter Footycast live from the underground bunker backchat studios under the deserts of sands of Western Australia. <laughs> I'm Simon Beaumont. Might have made that up. Mark Reddings is with us. G'day, Skeet. Yes, go. He's still uh, missing in action yeah. in Belgium, but uh, we believe that he is still with us in spirit, if not physically, and uh, hopefully he'll make it back safely next week. But we've got uh, a heap to talk about today. The footy finals, it felt like last weekend, it was, you know, you're hanging out, you know, maybe cutting the lawn or, or doing household duties mm. that you tend to avoid, but you yeah. had no place to hide. Very exciting. Oh, it's very exci- I'm, I'm really excited about finals. I always am. Um, Thornley should be excited as well because I think the Southern River Band play at the Lakers Tavern this weekend on finals weekend, so that's that's equally as exciting. Did you enjoy Monday night? Yes. The Brownlow's yeah, amazing, was wasn't it? was great, yeah. <laughs> Sitting there with all my friends. <laughs> <laughs> bought, bought, myself, bought myself a packet of chips. <laughs> sat back For those who don't know, Brown- Bowie was under the strong impression that the Brownlow medal was to be held the Monday just gone, so he's uh, he's gone early, but yeah. that's, uh, that's fine. Details are not my thing, Scott. You know that. Um, every Monday and Thursday, the the footy cast, the shelter footy cast, does a preview of what's to come and a review of what's uh, what has been. A little bit of a West Australian theme. Obviously, this weekend, massive focus yep. on the Fremantle Footy Club. Um, I don't think you'll be able to get a seat at that big tavern outside the ground this weekend. Massive. Huge. Sell-out game. So yeah. it's, it's huge, isn't it? It's yeah. going to be terrific. And, and the biggest crowd the Dockers have ever pulled, obviously they haven't had a final at Optus before. So, yeah, yeah looking forward to it. Very, very exciting indeed. Um, everything you need to know for every, every matchup. We'll go through all the finals, talk about <coughs> excuse me, some of the big stories of the week. Uh, here's the socials, at Shelter Footycast. Footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au. Uh, drink a little shelter mm. every day if you can, a little palate cleanser. Um, YouTube backchat Shelter Footycast and Shelter down in Bustleton. Great spot. And beautiful look, spot. Like today being a, a Thursday, just can imagine how beautiful it would be down there. Yep. Uh, that, that jetty and everything that goes with it. It's a great spot and the boys and the girls have done a terrific job in getting that up to speed. Yeah, they sure have. Um, so Some of the big moments of, of what we've seen already this round as we head into the four finals, story that's just made the, uh, made the headlines in the, in the last 24, 48 hours is Dustin Martin. Yep. Has gone out to South Melbourne where Kittens is, the Kittens is that the Gentleman's venue? Club. Is that yep. the venue? Okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, have you ever been there, Mark? I'll be honest. I have not been there. I've been to Melbourne many times, but my my venues of choice in Melbourne, primarily uh, to go and have a drink and listen to some music. Young and Jackson's? Uh, maybe a bit more Transport upmarket than that. Born, oh, there's a place called uh, Garden State Hotel, Little Flinders. So there's a couple of bars <laughs> that you can get to that are very, very good. Or alternatively, which I'm doing in a couple of months, going back to a, a big round grass track which has horses running around. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> That's what I call going to the races and having fun. But let's go back to Dustin Martin. Now, apparently this was about five years ago, because you can tell he looks was it? significantly younger. So they I okay. reckon uh, uh, some time ago, and the vision does appear to show him grabbing the, the breasts of a woman now, which is you know a, a serious misdemeanour in society. Um, but 
to, to come out now that curiously the timing of it for me is is unusual. Yeah, it is. Um, it is. There are a lot of gentlemen's clubs in Melbourne, and that's a that's probably the one of the most famous or, or most popular, from what people tell me. Have you been there? I have. Oh, I, okay. I was working for the national broadcaster at the time, and I was on a. I not was really doing a story. Not really ABC behaviour though. Was I it? was doing a story. I was doing my research. <laughs> ski. And how did the night end up for you? Yeah, pretty good. Um, I, I I got a little distracted. At some point, and I, I, might, I may have lost my, my wallet, but it was returned to me. So I, that, that's, uh, you know, it's sort of a bit like that Brownlow thing. Sometimes I get a little distracted on detail. Yeah, the word I heard was that you left your wallet behind and also your dignity, which uh, can happen <laughs> with you when you go to uh, kittens. But uh, it is now, again, I have heard mm. reliably, I say this hand on heart, that kittens is a place where that does the type of... Yeah, yeah, it's a club, yeah. yeah, but not just that. There is touchy feely elements of it. Yes, there are, and look, there are um, women who go as punters as well. It's yep. a, you know, it's a, um, a pretty rambunctious sort of joint. Um, should he be sanctioned? Uh, heading into this weekend, hasn't played for two months for Richmond. Uh, the story doing the rounds, the timing is amazing. Who took the video? Who released but it? There's nothing in context with it. So look, oh, you know, we, you know, I've got daughters, you have as well. Yeah, I am absolutely a hundred percent for protecting uh, women's rights and also consent consent, all of that you know totally so this to me doesn't doesn't seem to enter that territory i mean when he was caught in a you know in the was it the japanese restaurant and the chopsticks that that's bad when you commit a a crime in that front there hasn't been an allegation or or a complaint i believe from the the lady concerned Mm -hmm. uh whether it's the right sort of behavior you know that's up for debate but i don't think it's worth sanctioning so many years down the track and um yeah, Dusty, I think, has just been potted here by uh, someone who wanted to... Someone. The yeah. AFL are investigating, that's my, yeah, un- my understanding, and they'll, they'll look at it, I guess, but it's, uh, it is a strip club. It is a gentleman's well, club. Well, that's exactly right. Mm-hmm. I mean, if that's a bar... Well, let's put it this way. Let's, let's compare this in brief to Jordan Degoe, who copped a lot of grief over what happened, I think it was Hotel Mexicola in, in Bali, and what he was doing with the, his friend, his female friend, which she had no complaint about it, but it was the look of, of how he was treating a woman. That will be maybe the same argument mm-hmm. that is put in play here. But again, it is a gentleman's club, a strip club, call it what you want. So uh, does that change the parameters? Does that change how, how we view this? I mean, you know, maybe I'm being too... Dismissive, forgiving. Of it. Well, yeah. no, I, I think I think that you're right. The context is that's where he was. It was um, the, he wouldn't have been the first bloke or woman in that place to have done might, that who might have done something like yeah. that. So uh, uh, I hope he plays on on the weekend. Oh, he'll play. He'll play tonight. <coughs> There's no question he'll play. Yeah. It's just it just you know does he deserve to be hauled over the coals because of this? I don't think so. But again, I'm sure there'll be some out there that will want to go. You know, put the gun to the head of. of Dusty, and that's not the way you treat women. Which I, I, look, I get it, and I, but I don't see in this case. It seems a very strange time for it to come out. And, and again, lo- love to know the context or more of it. I tell you who has been hauled over the coals, and that's Peter Laddams with his front on contact on uh, Taiwo Woden over, over the weekend in a, in a VFL match on the boundary skeet ball dead run straight through a bloke a lot smaller than him. Seemed seemed like the intent was there, and the uh, obviously the head high contact and the and the damage was done. Hey, yeah, Peter, of course, uh, in uh, the Sydney Swans lineup. Of course, they're playing qualifying final, so that'll be huge for him. And Taiwo Woden, of course, the son of Shane, and he ended up. Uh, getting drafted across to uh, the East Coast. So, yeah, not a nice moment for, for Peter or for Taj. Let's hope, look, for anyone's sake, let's hope Peter uh, doesn't miss out on the possibility of a grand final if indeed he 
qualifiers and Swans qualifying. He's in the mix for selection. So uh, that's huge. Um, but also, the two big names out for Saturday night, uh, Fremantle and, yeah. and, and the Bulldogs. It's going to be massive. With Nat Fife and Tom Liberatore. And I think most of us believe that the Nats' contribution this year, I think seven games, you know, hasn't played a lot of footy this year at all. So he's lost. The, the Dockers have learnt to win without him. That's, that's the bottom line. Yeah. And if we are looking at a bit of precipitation on, on Saturday night, and Libba, the infield, the midfield beast, doesn't mind a chirp, doesn't mind a, doesn't mind a Barney or a Donnybrook, he's a huge loss. Yeah, he's great contested ball winner, clearances. So he's a bigger loss mm. for, for the Bulldogs than Fife is for Fremantle, if, if you can believe that. I mean, you said that three years ago, you'd be, or four years ago, you're going, what are you talking about? But th- this is just the way both clubs have evolved. Libba's midfield workouts, you know, he'd be... You know, along with McRae, he'd be top two or three in the voting for their best and fairest. So uh, that's not to be say that the absence of Fife, and we feel sorry for him because he's a champion, but he, his body, and the question marks now too. One, where does he end up playing next year, and does he go on next year, which I think he will. But it's, it's, it's a bit like the Luke Shuey situation. How much longevity does he have, given the constant issues he's had, and does he still stay captain in 2023? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and when you look at his, you know, he's got that massive athletic rig, but every bit of his rig has been banged up at some point, hasn't it? So it's shoulders, it's groin, it's sciatica, it's his, it's his hamstrings, it's his lower back. So he's a collision player, as as we know, but he's he's been banged up everywhere and for different reasons, hasn't he? So the the intangible with with Liberatore and Fife going out, Skeet, um, who, whose leadership on the field is more important? So Bontempelli's obviously. The skipper, yep. Um, Fife is the the skipper of Frio, but who's the biggest leader on the ground when uh, you know when the whips are cracking? Well, for for Fremantle because they've have had that ability to to share the workload. And Alex Pearce will be the the captain on Saturday night. Um, we know David Mundy just because of the way he goes about it, and it's a young guys. It's Andrew Brayshaw who is potentially the next captain, and Caleb Sarong. I wouldn't rule him out as a, as a smoky either because they're young players that could well be the next 10 years of Fremantle. They speak well. They look so invested in the club that they're, from a Fremantle perspective, who they look to. Uh, Libba, for the Bulldoges, I mean, you're right. It's it's Bontempelli who's who's the gun, and he has to, to be the barometer for them because if he doesn't play well on Saturday night, I can't see the Bulldogs winning. I just don't think they've got... With Libba not there, oh, I'm just not sure that their defence, as, as, as flaky as um, the forward line for Fremantle has been at times this year, I... I I find it hard to see how they're going to kick a winning score against a Dockers defence. It's been so good all year. Yeah, we'll we'll get to dig down on the detail of the clash in just a little while. I heard Luke Ryan say on radio this morning, um, said that uh, he's very funny on the field, Libba. He's, he's, chirps. Yeah, chirps and his sledges are pretty funny, which which look, sounds and looks about right given he's got a, a, tattoo. a Simpsons tattoo. Yeah, that's an unusual yeah. one, isn't it? Yeah. That would be, that sounds like a tattoo you get up in Bali, yeah. um, end of season <laughs> trip when you've uh, gone to La Favela and then La Mexicola <laughs> and then it's 4am or somewhere you find some bloke and you think, yeah, this sounds like a good idea. I think Will Schofield will come back from Belgium with a tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> he also might come back with divorce papers from his missus if, if something like that ends up on his body. Uh, on a lighter note, Mason Cox, the gigantic... Texan, mm. who I think looks like Michael Phelps with his goggles on in the yeah, swimming pool. You said it before, yeah. Um, his glasses, his gigs. Someone's stolen his glasses. His goggles. Mm. Well, they're quite specific, aren't they? I mean, to, to, to him. Yes, they are. <laughs> you'd <laughs> you'd be stealing them as a laugh or souvenir. You're not wearing them. No, and can you sell them on eBay? I'm not sure no. what the go is with that. That's uh, look. 
he, he put it this way: when you think of the finals, I I think of for Mason Cox, uh, Richmond in twenty eighteen. They were Mason Coxed because they were mm. uh, beaten by a bloke that has had some critics and he's uh, still learned the, learning the game at that stage. He ended up being a match winner in a preliminary final. But now, of course, his eyesight has got to a point where he's, he's needing some assistance and um, apparently contacts don't cut the mustard. Not sure if you wear glasses, but the goggles mm. for him do the job. They look absolutely ridiculous <laughs> from the outside, but they work for him, and that's well, all that matters. Well, his turnaround in form yeah. seems to have uh, coincided with the glasses, and he's, and he's just playing better. I mean, the old-fashioned word skeet back in our day, log, sometimes he looks like a bit of a log, doesn't he? He does. But he's, but he's been a lot more agile this year, a lot more mobile. I'll tell you what, he kicked an important goal against Carlton yep. uh, late in the piece in the last quarter yep. uh, as they made their comeback. So, no, he's going to be huge for them um, on Saturday night and, or Saturday afternoon. But, uh, yeah, so at, his, at the moment, I wonder how quick it is to get uh, those types of goals. Surely he's got three or four up his sleeve. Yeah. Well, I, I there's a pharmacy just near here, uh, just near the underground bunker, the back check bunker, where I buy my glasses. And I, they're three for $9. Serious? So I, I th- yeah. So I think his will be worth a little bit more. Is that yeah, okay? Not gee, you've got you've really gone cheap on the, on the spectacles, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, just a bit like my wallet. Every now and then, I, I lose my glasses. Let's let's look at Fremantle or the Western Bulldogs. I I remember you saying your game of the round is Geelong Collingwood, but this is my game of the round. I Why so? Well, just the the expectation. You know, the, you can feel it. You can feel it in um, in our town. I think Fremantle Western Bulldogs. Really looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely, and. The Dockers, it's been seven-year wait. Uh, their fans, they're impatient. And look, that's that's fair enough. They've, they haven't had any real success. Uh, going, going back to 2013, they've made a grand final. But uh, they are just like a sleeping giant in this town if they can really have some sustained success. And they get the chance. Uh, round 21, they beat the Dogs by 17 points. It was a pretty comprehensive win in the, on the basis of they just managed to to score against the, the Dogs' defence, which has been pretty poor. Um, and look, it is... A case of the Bulldogs just scraping into the finals, isn't it? Because the lowest percentage gap between 8th and ninth ever, they've got there by that much. Um, but the history books say that 2016 they did come from a, a fair way back to, to grab a flag. So that's why there's this little bit of question mark as to how good they can be at the crunch. Good coach, Luke Beveridge, and he'll be planning something you, you would have thought. Um, the the I think the two, the thing about Fremantle this year, Skeet, is the, is the brand of footy, the way they move the ball when they're going. Their best footy is as good as anyone's, isn't it? No doubt about that. And in some ways, I think, even though Optus has got the, the support and they know the ground, I actually believe Marvel Stadium's where they play the best footy because yeah. of that, that dry element and it's quick and it's a fast deck. So, unfortunately, that's not the case. Um, unfortunately, also, Will Schofield was trying to get um, a stall at the front of Optus on Saturday night to try and get rid of some stock for Flag Mantle. Yep. Uh, that has been denied by the AFL and by the Dockers, who mm. well, the Dockers think, think it's going to be a, obviously a, a bit of a spectre and a bit of a, a, a jinx on the team heading into the match. But So, Scoey's going to have to maybe... <laughs> you might see him set up at Gloucester Park uh, yeah. if he gets a couple of vendors to... <laughs> to work, work their magic there. But Flag Mantle's still alive. Just remember that. And just as an aside, I was riding my push bike in a very, you know, in a real remote part of Perth the other day, riding through some bushland. And two, two fellas came out of the bush. Yeah. Two young blokes would have been in teenagers. You think you're in trouble? And they were in Flag Mantle jumpers. Wow. Yeah. So they looked like they'd been fishing. And that's, that's Goey's demographic. What kids yeah. rotting through the bush? Just <laughs> young, 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 young blokes fishing. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> no, everyone's everyone's on flag. Mantle. Uh, the bullies have the only team to have won 
a flag from outside the top yeah. three since 2000. Um, and as I say, I reckon it's that's coaching and smarts and momentum. Not sure they've got the momentum this time. No, you're 100%. They're not doing it this year. Mm. Bowie, I'll be quite strong. They have not got the, the form on the board. They haven't got, as you say, momentum. It's not sure they're playing well enough. So, And also, I do believe the teams at the top, Geelong, Melbourne, Collingwood, for instance, um, I just think they're a, they're a step ahead of them. So, look, they could very well beat the Dockers on Saturday night, but I, I still think that um, Rory Lobb returns to the side. Yep. If he does miss, um, you know, could it be his last, you know, could, could that be the end of, of him at Fremantle? And mm. The next time we see him, he's wearing a Bulldogs jumper. Not sure, but he is important despite, you know, the frustration that he causes Dockers supporters. Can kick goals. Did so against them um, last time out. Uh, as for Griffin Logue, also... As he says, Lobb takes a defender too. He does, absolutely. He takes the best defender. Logue, don't think Tavern will play. I think most likely he'll line up for Peel on right? Sunday in the yeah. WAFL. That's just my gut feeling at this yeah. stage. Even with yeah. Nat Fife out, just not sure... Can you take a bloke in who, who's who's had some soft tissue and you don't want to be risking him? And I think, look, if they get through with a win on Saturday night and Tabner plays, then he becomes an option for a, a semi-final. Yeah. Uh, Fremantle have the luxury of uh, of some depth, some blokes who come in and out of the side. We've talked about this before. Uh, they are role players, these guys. Uh, where, does Meek play? Does Banfield? Num- he's a, He's been very, very useful and kicked some clutch goals in, in the home and away. Tucker, do they play? Where do they fit in? What's their role, Skeet? I think Banfield does his role, which is the many sub. Uh, yep. And does it pretty well. He must be, you know, it's a bit of a running joke, I'm sure, for, for those around the club. But he, he does it exactly the role that he's supposed to do. Lloyd Meek. Now, I just wonder whether he's going to be at the club next year. If Jackson comes, That where does that put Lloyd Meek? But I just think if there's a bit of weather around, I'm not sure that – I think Darcy would probably be capable of, of handling – uh, the ruck duties by himself, whether someone like a Griffin Logue goes into the into the ruck, not sure. They'll they'll try and get avoid having to use Rory Lobb in the ruck if he's had some issues. But yeah, playing two big men, you just don't don't want to go too top heavy. I don't think even if it's not going to be raining per se on the night, you know it's going to be pretty slippery. So just not sure Meek is going to. Keep his spot in the side. Ruck duels all important. Darcy mm. versus uh, versus English. English should be should be terrific to watch. It's uh, Aaron Norton's one hundredth game. The West Australian, so he's the, the astronaut. astronaut. Yeah. yeah, brilliant. He is, and he's uh, he sometimes looks a bit banged up. He's had some knee issues this mm. year. His goal kicking a bit like a few around the competition has been a bit iffy, but but he's a talent, and he'll he'll certainly ask some questions of the Dockers' defence. And um, if if they're to win, I think he's going to have to kick. I mean, you think of Waitman as one of their small forwards, yep. but he's the guy that's got to kick. I think four or five goals to really put them in the in the window. Yeah. Uh, as I say, the uh, the master coach Bevo uh, be smarting a little bit from playing on that surface. Like I know it was a long time ago, but smarting a little. They've, got a, they've still got a live mascot. The uh, bullies have scored that little that little bulldog. The bulldog, yeah. Sid, it was Sid. The old one was called Sid, and now there's a new understudy. His name escapes me. But uh, Speak, speaking of uh, pre-game, I'm told you know this, and this might be wrong, but. Uh, one of the stars from Frozen might be singing the national anthem. That's what was a rumour this, yeah. this morning. Gemma Ricks. Gemma Ricks, is that right? Mm. Gemma Ricks. Gemma Ricks has sung a national anthem before, Skeet. You were probably there. She sung at the Melbourne Cup before. She And I know this because uh, I know a hubby quite well. Okay. Yeah, he's a pretty good triathlete and, and I've you know, known him through. He's been to WA a few times. Um, but she, she was the Green Witch in Wicked and she sung the national anthem and she is a dead set. 
glamour Gun. and can has got the pipes yeah. to do to live in the national interesting, interesting because I've, I've seen a bit of the rundown for the pre-game and it had Julie Anthony as the no the pre-game yeah. uh, national anthem which is on on record so I might be wrong uh, I might be crazy or as Billy Joel said <laughs> whatever it is I, but I, I, I you I, may be right I may be crazy yeah exactly like I'm not sure that uh, <laughs> she is going to be singing the national anthem but if she does that'll be a, a lovely touch who's uh, on who what's the mail on who's doing the Ladies and gentlemen, please be upstanding for the national anthem. You've done that before. Oh, I've done it before. Oh, I've yeah. done that before. Yeah, no, I'm not sure. That'll will come out in. in the, okay. But do uh, you know? Or are you just pretending you don't know? <laughs> I don't. I've got no idea. But we'll see what happens on the night, I suppose. Listeners, viewers, can we trust? <laughs> do you think we can trust Mark? Mark Bailey Lee? Smith, by the way, hasn't trained yes. this week. Yeah, uh, well, he's been a bit bit uh, X factor. He is the X factor. He's a gun, but he hasn't. He's had his issues this year. So there's there's too many question marks over the Bulldogs for mine. Not to say they can't win on Saturday, but long term, they're just. Uh, Libba's going to miss the rest of the final series. Johannes and Crozier become available, we think. Um, brings us down to who wins. Uh, Glenn Jakovic told me on the weekend, Frio by two or three goals, but it'll be in the last quarter. I think we're set for an absolute, absolute ripper. Johannesson and Crozier back in. Johannesson, big occasion player. Norm Smith, medalist previously. Um, they're two, two big names for, for Western Border. I think it's going to be tighter than people think. I think we'll know in the first quarter the theme of of cause the vibe the vibe of the night yeah, yeah. and so I, look I'm tipping Fremantle maybe there's a bit of heart there because we'd like to see them progress as West Aussies so yeah going for Fremantle but uh, we know that it's a tough road for either of these sides because they've got to win what four games to to be um, the best this year and that's always very tough if Frio win on Saturday night mm-hmm. in nine months time a lot of babies. A lot of babies will be born. It'll be what? that sort of. It'll be a celebration. An elimination after the final. Game. Yep, it's a big one. So what happens if they win any, the GF? Any excuse, any excuse, any excuse, Skeet, to I, celebrate. I think in you, the I, most I think you're entitled to have beautiful a beautiful human way. I think you're, when you're entitled you know, to have women, a bu- they love each bucket other. full of shelters <laughs> after they win the elimination <laughs> final. But I'm not sure you want to go and uh, go have to have a that. baby. No, I think well, you, you you know the consequences <laughs> of that. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. That's, I, I guess that's what I'm talking about, mate. mate. I, I, see, here's a brief story. My <laughs> wife, wife, we moved into a house in Mount Lawley with a big mortgage. After a month, she goes, look, I'm going to go off the pill because my friends take two or three years to get pregnant. Mm. I went, you know, you know, worry. You know, just completely went over yeah. my head what she's talking about. Yep. Uh, well, within a, a month, within a month, she was pregnant, uh, not with one, but with two. Yeah. So I had twins coming my way. So just be careful what you wish for <laughs> when it comes. And be careful how, how like, obviously, got, I've got some fertile boys down there. So it is a very, very interesting scenario. That's all I can say, Bowie. <laughs> I'm, glad I it. I'm glad I brought it up. I'm actually looking forward to all the finals, including this one, because I'm, I'm a, you know, um, football gods believer, and I think uh, the footy gods need to start smiling on on Brisbane because they uh, had a wretched run in finals. What one one out of six? It's been terrible in the last six finals. So I'm looking forward to to this one tonight at the Gabatoire. Uh, last match up round twenty, Richmond um, have co- well co- beat them by seven or eight points, I think it was, but and that was at the MCG. So this this is a cracker too. Absolutely, uh, Devin Robertson, young WA player, yep. as you we've touched on, mm. he comes into the lineup. So too Darcy Wilmot, who will be making his debut, uh, and that's very unusual for a player to make a debut in a final. It's you know, Marlon Pickett has has done that type of thing in a in a GF, no less. But uh, this is going to be a huge task because Ainsworth or Answorth, should I say, suspended. Jared Lyons is injured, and Cam Rain is suspended. It's a huge task for, for Brisbane, albeit it's at home. And like they've got towed up by Melbourne. They very rarely get beaten back-to-back at the Gabba. And Richmond, well, 
they've just built up beautifully for this. Dusty comes back into the side mm-hmm. uh, with uh, about 80%, 80%, which he'll play forward, we think, most mm-hmm. of the night. Um so there's there's a lot of concern for for Brisbane's defence. It's been very leaky. Harris Andrews hasn't had the best season. Marcus Adams has ruled out for the year. So, um, and these sides have met a fair bit in September mm-hmm. over the last few years. And as you say, Brisbane's record in finals at the Gabba, home and away, they've been terrific. Just by and large unbeatable. But in finals, they have not been reliable at this time of the year. Can't wait. It's a few milestones uh, as well as the debutante. Darcy Wilmot, that's the first uh, debutante in a final outside of outside yes. of Melbourne. So well done to him. 150 for Danaher. Needs to step up. Needs to clunk a few, he's, and kick a few he's goals. He's the player that has to show something. He's had four finals, two with Essendon, two with Brisbane. Hasn't had a win yet. Yeah. But, you know, he's paid. He, he was drafted or sort of recruited up to the Lions to win finals. We help them win a grand final, and at this stage, you you just don't trust him in big games. That might change tonight. I hope it does for Brisbane. Who stands him for the Tigers? Do you think? Well, it's a good question because he's got that that body shape. I mean, Vlosten plays outside his range. Mm. Broad can sometimes do that. I mean, Grimes is the guy that they they really love mm. to to use, but he's of course still um, out injured. So I would have thought one of those types, maybe. A, Maybe Vlosten, although he might be a shade on the short side. Yeah. Uh, Hipwood needs to uh, step up. And uh, Charlie Cameron needs to get on that motorbike, doesn't he, for, for, for Brizzy to have any any chance. I think um, just a little – I think Fagan will have the, them galvanised. Uh, as we say, some some outs with Rayner, Answorth and, and Lyons. But a couple of a couple of outs, a couple, very significant outs for Richmond with Castagna. Um, was the Medi sub last week, but Shane Edwards just played his three hundred. Yeah, that, and he doesn't get it. Doesn't get a Guernsey. That seems unusual, doesn't it? I'd, yeah. I'd be surprised if he doesn't play because he's he's one of their, their midfield sort of guns. And yeah, look what what has happened. Even though they've lost Grimes in defence, Robbie Tarrant, of course, gets his opportunity to play in a final, which is yeah. huge for him. And look, he still might even take a Joe Danaher. Also, Noah Bolter is there, so they, they've actually shored up their defence well. We know their midfield, not a lot of stars apart from Dusty in there, but they they find a way. Richmond to surge the ball forward and they're not playing as well as they did in their premiership years but gee as I said to Scully a few times uh, in the lead up to the finals you don't want to have to play them Mm. in September and that's what the Lions have got tonight. Um, I think I coined my own original phrase with Scully a couple of weeks ago I said there's a swarm and then there's a mega swarm when Richmond are going there's a mega swarm you you can use that if you want Scully. Yeah that's great. Uh, Scully Scully was really um, (laughs) taking it back. No he wasn't he wasn't (laughs) that he didn't uh, he didn't Buy didn't buy it. Okay. No. Melbourne versus Sydney can on we, Friday. Do we have our selections, though, for tonight's game? Yes. Who are you tipping? Uh, I'm tipping Brisbane. Yeah. You know what? I've tipped Brisbane in the paper today. Uh, I don't know why. I've just – it's – it isn't – the form suggests Richmond goes up there and wins. But I just I just have this sense of an ambush. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe we're both wrong, which is probably the case. But, yeah, I'm tipping Brisbane as well, which um, probably goes against the grain most people. In fact, the punters have backed Richmond to continue through the series, final series. And, in fact, if they, I think other teams would be hoping that Brisbane win. Yep. If you know what I mean, who are playing in the finals because uh, Richmond are you more want, ominous. You don't want Richmond at the MCG no, over correct. the next couple of weeks. Absolutely. Uh, Melbourne versus Sydney, another cracker on, on uh, Friday night. Last matchup, round 12, Skeet. Melbourne uh, won, were defeated by Sydney by, what's that, 12 points? Yep. So they um, Sydney do match up well against the Ds. It was during that little um, lull, lull mm. for, for the Ds, wasn't it? But they, they seem to be uh, back in business. Win- winner goes through the prelim and obviously loser gets, goes on to play the winner of Brisbane and Richmond. 
Queensland. Um, they come in as the reigning premiers. They've found their mojo. We think the D's. Yeah, it's been it's been a strange year for them because they they had that amazing start, what ten eleven in a row, and then Fremantle knocked them off, and then they went through a really tough patch. And they've just whether it's by luck or good management, they've come out of that uh, little funk, and then they're playing some really good footy. Uh, as for Sydney, they've won seven in a row, so they are the quite achievers. They're the team. Uh, that can really hurt you with uh, their young players. You mentioned how they won at the MCG not so long ago. Um, they have the midfield. They've got Buddy up forward. They've got the ingredients to go well. They, their, their performances at the MCG, probably the only question mark for me, mm. um, which which yeah, gives me a little bit of concern for them. But, gee, they move the ball well. And Isaac Heaney looms, doesn't he? We know we know they, they have role players like all good finals teams do. Isaac, I saw some social media of Isaac Heaney out on the water <clears throat> yesterday, whale watching with a dog in his boat. So he's a genuine New South Wales product, Isaac Heaney, and a, a terrific player and could really feature. He's just he's the sort of guy that can kick four in a GF and, and win a Norm Smith, isn't he? And take the mark of the year yeah. all in the same game. No, he's a... He's an absolute star. The question is, where do they play him on the weekend? Yep. Uh, but looking forward to this, and it's a Friday night, so you know I might just uh, jump into a couple of shelters and see where it <laughs> lands on uh, about you know early, about three thirty. So by bounce down, we're nice and. Uh uh, tuned up for the game. Have some more twins. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no way, Jose. Yeah. I got the old uh, vasectomy <laughs> happening, so uh, that's all done and dusted, Bowie, just for what it's no, worth. Just on that. Yeah. You know when you, you tell your workmates that you're going in for the snip? The snip, yep. Everyone's got a horror story, haven't they? Yeah, so I, people, I did People delight in trying to terrify you about yeah. what's going to happen. I've got to be honest, I... Um, I had no issues whatsoever. Mind you, I went under – what's the one where you're completely asleep? Is that general? General, yeah. yeah so I had general. I didn't yeah. feel a thing. Some bloke said to me, you're weak. You should have had local. No, I had a general, yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to go through the, the, the pain or anything resembling – We, we, we digress again. So, no. So, yeah, that's that the vasectomy. Don't worry. Just get it done. If you're worried about having twins like I am <laughs> never going to have again, I love them dearly, but I'm not going again. One of the great feelings in the world is coming out after a general anaesthetic. And oh know, yeah, and know that you're back, and someone's going to give you lift home. You don't have to do anything. You don't oh, have to, yeah. to work. Well, here's a quick story. Well, after I got mine done, <laughs> I was watching the cricket on the couch, and as they say, put I put a froze, bunch of frozen peas mm-hmm. in the uh, near the plums. The only problem was because I, when I got when I went to get up off the couch after about three hours, compensating for that uh, area to be protected, I actually did my back, and so <laughs> so it was. So my wife already thought I was a. A spud. A spud is a very kind word. Um, and then she thought, well, <laughs> I'll just let you sit there and rot for the next two days watching cricket. Is the, uh, must have been a test match if you're there. <laughs> it was. Well, it was a test match. Three yeah. hours. <laughs> uh, the athlete that is we Mark, Mark Reddings. We do. We do. So they, they'll match up well. Sydney's Sydney's closed down style and, and, and ruck mall type style um, will Mid- match up well against. So just got to close down that big midfield. 150-game milestone for Christian Petrarca. Yeah, Petrarca. Yeah, he's yeah. a gun, isn't he? Um, yep. and, and Tommy McDonald is the big is the query, isn't he? Because he's played a bit of VFL footy. He was terrific in the final series last year. Hasn't because of injury been able to get out much. But will he be selected after some time in the VFL? I suspect not. I think he'll hopefully get a little bit more match sim or match time. Because uh, I th- still think he's important to their side going forward as that other forward option. Because uh, Ben Brown, as good as he is, uh, Bailey Fritch. Outstanding as well, but I just think Tom McDonald gives them that that different yeah. look. Oh, I can take a grab, can't he? That's Absolutely. the thing. More aerial options. Oh, Cosy Pickett, brilliant. Once the ball gets on the ground, isn't he? So um, that's going to be a beauty as well. Um, What's he saying on our monitor? Says uh, Jackson set to be rested. Mm. Is that? I can't. I haven't heard that. No, I haven't. I. 
I'm not sure. If it, monitors, it's probably true, though. It could be. But in all seriousness, if you're in a final, you're injured if you're not playing. Mm. You're not rested. So rested, it's, it's, a, it's a strange terminology there. So, um, look, if it, if it comes to pass he doesn't play, he's obviously got an issue that has precluded him because Luke Jackson um, has to be playing. Where is Luke Jackson playing next year? Yeah, well, he's, well he's not, he hasn't signed for Melbourne, so you can... Mm. almost rule him out of staying at the Demons, it, it seems. Mm. I wouldn't say he's guaranteed for Fremantle, but he's more likely there, I'd say, than, than West Coast. to uh, Just starting to make some murmurs about that issue, yep. about whether they can fit him into their cap and whether he would suit. In fact, theoretically, it probably makes more sense for him to go to, to West Coast in the terms of the needs. Mm. Uh, in terms of, But is he a ruckman? Is he a forward? I've, we've asked this, we've debated this all year. That is the question that clubs have to answer, and Jackson has to prove what he is. He's a great player. Oh, sorry, he's a great player potentially, but we're still not sure exactly. He doesn't look a natural forward, and as a ruckman, he's a young man still learning his yeah, craft. Yeah, we had that big five minutes in the last year's mm. grand final, which pretty much won the, the game for Melbourne, didn't it? Kicking that three in a big hurry, and he was in the, in the guts at the time. Um, this is your game of the round, Geelong versus Collingwood. Can we give our selections for Melbourne and Sydney, by yes, the way, Yes, Melbourne, who, do you think, who, will, who will win? Melbourne, Sydney. Tipping Melbourne at the MCG. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, again, we're probably underplaying Sydney's run that they're on and, and what they can do. Uh, only just the, the constant reminder is, is of Melbourne dismantling Brisbane. Melbourne playing in the last month some super footy, which makes you think, at their best, they're still probably on the same level as Geelong. We haven't mentioned Buddy, just before, and I, I take your tip, and I'm with you. I think Melbourne will win it. We haven't mentioned Buddy. Do you remember him rolling his ankle in that grand final? Um, just that little bit of footage, just rolled his ankle, and then he didn't have an impact in the game when he was probably the, the dominant forward in the competition at the time. And he's due, isn't he? He's due to to, um, to have a big one at some point. Could be his last chance. I mean, yeah, yeah. We, we think he'll play on with Sydney next year. There is a slight chance he'll retire, but he's, he's playing good enough footy to, mm. to go on. It, just a question of whether management can get that deal done. But you're right. He hasn't had a premiership at the Swans, and that's what he went yep. there for, for a 10-year deal now. He's proved a lot of positivity for the Swans and the club and marketing, merchandising or whatever. Thousandth goal. All that stuff. Huge. But hasn't got the flag yet. I'm yeah. sure that is uh, – this is – going to be well it's his best chance because he's in the finals now next year you know, don't know what's going to happen and as uh, you rightly pointed out last week you don't finish top four in this modern competition by accident so they're very much a, a live option we're both on Melbourne for that one um, I've, we're going through the finals I've got a question when we've gone through all four yep I've got a question for you um, Geelong versus Collingwood this is your final of the round you like this Oh, you have to. I mean, Geelong and Collingwood, MCG, if it even goes halfway towards the drama of the Carlton-Collingwood match in the last round of the season, uh, it'll be a beauty because you've got Collingwood um, beaten only by 13 points by Geelong, uh, round three. It seems a long time ago. And, and let's be honest, not too many people thought Collingwood at that stage were going to be a, a threat, which they have done. But uh, they both had good long-term uh, winning sequences against their name. Uh, Geelong, the minor premiers, um, the Cats... Not a great record in qualifying finals, though. And this is, you know, we've talked about mm-hmm. this year after year about Geelong dominant. They've done so much right during the home and away season. But they get to September and the little man in the head or whatever happens yep. tends to be knocking. The little Corio Bay mm. wobble. These are the two momentum sides, aren't they? No doubt about that. Um, Big head of steam. And they just they actually play such different styles. And um, Chris Scott said something interesting a, a few weeks ago. Might have been back back in round three, to be honest. Where he said, "I'm not sure whether Collingwood 
can sustain the style they do, which is a you know the, the surge, frantic style, very much attacking gun and run, which is great to watch. Mm. Geelong, although albeit they have opened up their game, they're still um, the, the marking, kicking game, which served them so well, has been they're just a slightly different mix to what Collingwood very offers. Much so. so it's going to be fascinating to see, and of course, and in many ways, it's the the young buck with Collingwood up against the the old boys from Geelong, and and which team can go that extra yard in the finals. When Geelong win, which they've done a lot this year, they always look bigger and more physical than other teams. They're big blokes, aren't they? It's a big team, Geelong. Big, big bodies, yeah. yeah. When you've seen them beating the Dockers in Perth, you go, they look like men against boys. Yeah. Rowan and, and all those guys are Yeah, huge. well, and Jeremy Cameron comes back into the lineup. Of course, he missed uh, the last part of the season with a, the hammy or last game. Stanley and Duncan also expected to come back. So they're three big ins. They've managed players during the season. Selwood's had a breather. Dangerfield's had a few calf issues. But it just looks like they've timed everything pretty well. And, and i tell you what, um, Chris Scott, if, if he wins the flag here, a lot of people will be eating humble pie. If they fall over, gee whiz, uh, this is going to be something to – to yeah. watch the Melbourne media get stuck into Geelong again for, for getting to the business part of the season and not getting the job done. Um, 100 games for Brody Majacek. He's been terrific in a, in a slightly undermanned forward line. But Isaac Smith and uh, Cameron in the forward line, those, those running, raking left foot kicks are, have made a, a, a difference to, to both of those two teams, haven't they? So both teams have a lot of ways to goal. No doubt about that. And you can't... But like the way Collingwood, even though Ginevan would annoy opposition supporters, uh, Jamie Elliott just finishes like mm. no one this season. Incredible Iceman. Absolutely. Goal after Soren against Dessen, kick the winner against Carlton. Um, they've got different avenues to goal. As you said, my check, very good. Uh, Taylor Adams, question, does he find himself back in the side? He hasn't played for a while, but he's a, a really good mid. So, yeah, this game's got it all. And 2.35-hour time, MCG, hopefully the weather's okay and just a cracking game of footy. Who do you like? Who? What's your head saying? What's well, your heart saying? You keep saying, you keep tipping against Collingwood, and they keep proving you wrong. But I just think Geelong, I just think they have that the, the star power to, to win. And you think of Hawkins, uh, you think of Cameron in attack. Stengel's been the recruit of the year in mm, so many ways. Yeah, yeah. Uh, their midfield with Sell, with Dangerfield, Guthrie, with Atkins. Uh, Holmes has been a, a revelation in, in the last couple of years. Stewart down back. Stewart down back. Yeah. I, not downplaying Collingwood by any means, but I just think this is Geelong's victory to have. Yeah, um, and if it's if there is a three quarter time deficit uh, and Geelong are up, Collingwood cannot be discounted because they've back been themselves. Yeah, they've been awesome, haven't they? So here's my question to you: in in the finals, out of all the team, the eight teams that are in the finals, Skeet, you're a, a numbers man, a stats man. You know, every now and then you're pretty ruthless. What's your heart saying? Which team would you like to see win the flag? Which team would you like? I know. Who would I like to see out of the eight teams? Yeah. Oh, and, and a, why? Without a question. Without a question. Fremantle. Mm. I mean, I'm not a, a Dockers diehard by any means, but I'm a West Australian, and I like to see little fairy tales. And we've seen Melbourne last year. I was barracking for them big time, as I was for the Dogs in 2016. Geelong, I was there in 2007, I think it was, uh, when they knocked over Port Adelaide. And I remember standing uh, in the stands at three-quarter time, and they were leading Port by... 70, 80 points. And I said to an old bloke, you could see he's been following the Cats for years. I said, mate, enjoy this last 30 minutes. And he turned to me and goes, I'll tell you what, 
it's not done yet. We're still going to beat them. And so I said, no worries, okay. But th- that that was yeah. that was the, the fear Geelong supporters had for all those years. So if you look at this season, I mean, the Sydney Swans have lost four in seven years, didn't they? Yeah, they had a, just a bit like Collingwood back in the late 70s. Going to a funeral. It was just uh, yeah. 92, 94, 95, 89. It was just, oh, yeah. it was ugly. But yeah, so of the teams in there, um, you know, Brisbane. So your heart says Frio. I'd love, love Fremantle to go all the way. Yeah. I don't think they will. In mm. fact, if they can win a final... That, for me, would be a terrific right. result from where they are. And, and not being a Collingwood fan by any means, but that, that would be the, the... It's also a fairy tale, isn't it? It's a fairy tale because finishing where they did last year, reminiscent of Tom Hafey, who took Collingwood in 1976. They were uh, wooden spooners. In 1977, do you know where they ended up? They finished playing in the grand final against North Melbourne. Do you know what happened in that grand final? It was a draw. It was it? a draw. They mm. came back the next week, North yeah. Melbourne, Barry Cable and yeah. co. Malcolm got, Blight. Got, yeah, got the result. But it was still an amazing performance. This would mirror that if they could get to a grand final. It'd be just extraordinary. Great talking history with you. Something that Scoey, he's a bit light on the, the history, isn't he? <laughs> well, he's probably, Mind he's you, he's probably wasn't born. <laughs> was probably, yeah, but I wasn't born when uh, <laughs> President you know, Kennedy and, and, and Elvis Presley, he's still allowed to know history. Yeah, you do. And Scoey sort of looks at me with those slippers on as, as if I'm some dolt. <laughs> Old fossil, he says. Um, <laughs> your heart says Freya. What does your head say? Head says Geelong. Yeah, okay. Yeah, just at the moment. But you know what? What I, what I would like to see at going over to the grand final, I'd love to see Geelong and Melbourne, or Melbourne and Collingwood, if that's possible. The, the two big clubs you love to love to see. I remember going to see Richmond play in a grand final, and if Collingwood had got through, they got beaten by the Giants. It would have been Richmond and Collingwood. The Giants got through. It was dud central. It sure was. Mm. Yeah, still very disappointing. Uh, let's have a, a quick debate, you and I, on, on some of the uh, some of the. Issues that have come through in the last few days in our beloved game. Liberatore out for the Bullies is a bigger blow to their chances on Saturday night than Fife being out for Fremantle. Yeah, I'm not sure that you'll be able to argue on this front because it, it is a, a given that Libba's impact this year has been more significant than that Fife. If, you, if you're putting them side by side and they're both 100% fit and Fife's had a full season, then it's a... An interesting question, isn't it? Do you yep. agree on that front? Yeah, I do. Yeah, and I'm on with you on this. We, we did talk about this during the um, the preview of the game. Um, five, been able to win without without Nat Fife, their dual Brownlow medalist and their their skipper and their and their spiritual leader. And Alex Pierce has done a great job. But Libba's grunt, if it's a bit a bit wet on Saturday night, will be missed, and so will his um, his aggression and his tackling and, and everything he brings to the contest, right? Because that's their, that's their go. It's huge. It's, yeah. it's massive for them. So we're supposed to disagree on this, but we can't. Because mm. the, the, the bottom line is that the five factor isn't as pronounced as what it was, say, three, four, five years ago. So definitely Libba uh, is, a, is, a, is the biggest out of the game thus far. Uh, so let's see if we agree or disagree on this. The um, Brisbane, poor record in finals. They're taking a huge gamble with a debutante in a potential knockout final against Richmond. They've got to play in though, don't they? They have to. Yeah. I mean, they just don't have any soldiers left. I mean, they've, they've got, as I mentioned, the guys who are missing through suspension who aren't defenders necessarily. Uh, Jared Lyons is a big out through injury. But Marcus Adams, now he's the defender, WA bloke, who has played some really good footy. He's been dealt a, a, a really big blow out for the year because of concussion. So it doesn't matter how far Brisbane gets, Marcus won't be playing football. So Darcy Wilmot, know nothing about him really, apart from the fact he's the first uh, bloke to make a debut in a final outside of Victoria which is uh, a nice little tick, but it's going to be a scary moment for him because if you think of, of what's down in this forward 50 for Richmond, Lynch, Revolt, Dusty, Shea Bolton pushes forward, Cumberland is a goal kicker. 
How the hell did we tip Brisbane? Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> sure, we get again. We get distracted. We're easily distracted. But it's like we're, we're the same. Bloke. We see a miniskirt going, and we go, "Oh yeah." We've got to concentrate on the facts, Bowie, instead of the optics. Squirrel. Uh, uh, liquor barons, independent liquor stores. Oh, I love them, Skeet. Um, they're a, a great place to go and, and buy a little aperitif, a little something for the weekend. We've got something new this week. Never we got to keep Scoey's uh, presence in the show going on the Shelter Footy Cast. The liquor barons question of the week. Byron spoke to Will Schofield earlier in the week. It's time for the Liquor Barons question of the week here on the Shelter Footy Cast. Yes, that's right. Today we've got Byron from Sorrento Liquor Barons. That's right, where they always look after the locals and the best place to get your shelter beers. Uh, G'day, Byron. How are you, mate? First things first, which shelter beer is your favourite at the moment? would have to be that new uh, that Trail Pale Ale, the, uh, the, the limited edition one they've done. Now, it's a nice, smashable West Coast style with that subtle, you know, resinous notes. It's um, yeah, got that sneaky little five point seven percent. It's a yeah, pretty good beer. Yeah, well, we we run the shelter footy car, so I haven't wrapped my lips around one of these trails yet. So we're going to have to get the boys to send a case over to us. But good shout there, Brian. Uh, Brian Byron, come on now, Will. Don't you be throwing that around. <laughs> what 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 um what's your what's your question for the shelter footy cast liquor barons question of the week? Now, mate, I know you're an avid fantasy football player, so I was wondering, buy rounds, should we play or should we not play? <laughs> that is very good. Um, buy rounds, for those who don't know, um, if you're playing AFL fantasy or if you're playing ultimate footy or whatever you're playing, sometimes leagues play them, sometimes don't. I think it should be scrapped, Byron. I- I've got, I- I've I've been notoriously absolutely shithouse in in. Because you're going to do a lot of planning. What, what do you think? I mean, you're a better I'm fantasy with, player than me. Oh, mate, I'm with you. I'm with you. Remove the buys. I reckon in all the years I've played buys, I think I might have scraped one, maybe two, two rounds, and or two wins. Sorry, but yeah, don't tell me any any fantasy players looking to the buy rounds prior to their draft and thinking, well, that's the way that I'm going to draft. You end up trying to scramble on the fly. It might generate a little bit of trading, but. But the way that most people are, they're too precious with their team that they don't end up trading. You end up just copping the losses. You could extend it out to the actual AFL season. Do we need buy rounds in the AFL season? Do you like them or do you hate them? Oh, I like my constant footy, mate. But um, in in fantasy, I'm happy to sit out that you know that that little three week period where we've got the buy rounds. Okay, very good. Uh, Byron from Sorrento, Lick of Barons. Get down there if you're in the area. They'll look after you. Appreciate your time here on the Shelter Footycast, mate. And good luck with fantasy next year. Good on you, Scully. Look at Barron's, the great independent bottle shops around uh, the place, and there's a Byron from Sorrento. Yes, the buy rounds with Byron, or Brian, as, uh, <laughs> as Scully just thought he called uh, our great mate, so well, that'll stick, but yeah. Uh, yeah, good to see you. Just before we say goodbye, you heard my prediction earlier. Which was? In, in nine months' time, for a win, in nine months' time. <laughs> There'll be a baby boom. boom. In Coburn, Bilia, South Beaconsfield, Rockingham, all the way through Spearwood, there'll be uh, babies born in every house. If uh, what have you got a prediction for the weekend? Something that? Uh, well, I don't think it's going to be as much sex as what you think, uh, <laughs> Bowie. But uh, they might have a couple of celebratory drinks. But I'm not sure winning elimination final qualifies. Look, if they win the grand final, I say go for it. But yeah, yeah, a bit premature. That's right. uh, my prediction on the weekend. Is that we will have uh, one game, one game, only one decided by less than a goal. Okay. No idea which game that is. But and you reckon the rest might be... Yeah, a bit one-sided. Bit, all right. It just it, Unfortunately, you get excited. Honestly, Scott, you, just, you just... I was killjoy. 
crushed. You just crushed my spirit there. Yeah, no, I was. I'm thinking babies and good times yeah, and no. adult relations, and you're thinking <laughs> crushing Footy. people's spirits. You're thinking, Sorry, you're thinking football. No, no. Well, and, and by <laughs> ever the, way, the pragmatist. No, and by the way, big last round of the waffle. By the way, comes yes. down to this: Peel Thunder, Swan Districts. Whoever wins that on Sunday goes through to the finals. So the waffle very much alive and well. And uh, yeah, Matt Tabner, I think he'll play for Peel on Sunday. And, of course, if Fremantle advances, then he becomes available for a semi-final. So there's still heaps of footy on. And, uh, yeah, can't wait for Saturday night. And, and who's the lady singing the national anthem? Gemma Ricks. Gemma Ricks. If she does it, I'm sure she'll – 60,000. No, Hopefully it's not raining. It. She'll yeah, nail it. She, she will. Uh, here's the socials. Uh, sh- at Shelter Footycast. Footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au. And go to the YouTube uh, back chat uh, channel, Shelter Footycast playlist. And all the all the links are, are there to, to be enjoyed by all. Skeet, have a great weekend. I'm pretty excited. I can tell you are too. Thank you. Got it. Yeah, well done, Bowie.